security and peace in what is uncertain times. So let's pray as we come to God's word. Lord God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is steadfast and true, not changing that the world might change around us, but something solid for us to build our lives upon and indeed for this community here and your church around the world to be built upon. Lord, may you open the eyes of our hearts to hear your word. May your spirit speak to us and change us. Amen. So I was interested this week, I was reading some articles suggesting that COVID has given us all just a a small glimpse of what it's like to feel displaced. And I don't in any way want to liken our experience to the turmoil of someone fleeing a war-torn or a famine-ridden homeland, but in some small way, we've each had to confront the disruption and the anxiety of being relocated, of our lives being relocated. For some of us, this has looked like being unable to visit family and friends or, or even the person next door for much of this year. For some of us, it's meant being stuck inside our houses and unable to leave. Workplaces have shut down and some of us have had very little physical contact with colleagues. Many of our social interactions have moved online to a digital space. And the community groups and clubs that often are part of life in the area of Spring and Winmalee have had to shut down for a time. And so we've had to relocate our lives. And even now with things opening up again, we're not quite sure what risks to take. Is it safe to re-engage? Do I even want to re-engage? And one of the consequences of, of this is that many people are not quite sure where they belong anymore. Or maybe even how to belong anymore. Because we've disconnected from many of the places of most significant meaning in our lives. And we're struggling to work out where we fit and what life looks like as we re-emerge from Zoom land. But this isn't just an individual thing. This feeling of dislocation flows into the life of our church communities too. So this church family has felt the effects of displacement these past two years. We've become somewhat used to meeting digitally. We're somewhat anxious about gathering together again with COVID lurking about. There's things that we've learnt during this time and there's things that we have lost. And perhaps as we begin to gather again physically, we'll have to find our identity again. Maybe you'll find yourself wondering, where do I fit in this church now? And as we all wrestle with how our church community has been changed and how we have been changed by the last two years, that might take a little bit of time. But this passage today can be really helpful, I think, in relocating us as a church family after a time of disruption 
Because the, the church that John is writing to, and he's writing to a specific church in a specific time and place, yet the words he speaks are also true for the church around the world, as Bob was speaking of earlier, and for our church here today. And this church that he's writing to has experienced great upheaval as the church has been split apart. And this church is emerging into a new season where many would have been wondering, who are we anymore? Given all that has happened, given that this new emerging community has been changed by the events around them, given that people are feeling lonely, confused, uncertain, probably hurt, what is there to cling to? Will this still be the church they know and love? Well, John's words are assuming soothing balm for the anxious soul because he describes and names this church with a name that doesn't shift or change with time or circumstances. And this description travels with the church through time and space and remains our rock whether we worship in Africa or Australia, on Zoom or in person, in the year 2022 or the year 122. So John begins with these wonderful words. The elder to the lady chosen by God and to her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all who know the truth. And so John refers to the church he's speaking to as a beloved lady chosen by God. And that might seem like strange kind of language in our time and place, but John's drawing upon this imagery we saw from the Old Testament where Israel, God's people, are commonly symbolised by uh, symbolically as, as a woman. And so we read in that passage in Isaiah this description of a woman receiving bountiful compassion and mercy from God. And that woman represents the people of Israel. Listen again to these words from Isaiah. For a brief moment I abandoned you but with deep compassion I will bring you back. In a surge of anger I hid my face from, from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I will have compassion on you, says the Lord your Redeemer. When John names the church as the beloved lady, he is saying the church that he's writing to and this church here, is the fulfilment of these wonderful promises to Israel centuries ago. God's love and compassion are on display in this broken and lamenting and hopeful community of God's people. And so first and foremost, this church is named as God's beloved, whom he has poured out compassion and mercy upon. Though weak and frail, God has formed us in love. And that's a truth that cannot be taken away. It transcends the circumstances around us. So, so perhaps we're feeling a little jaded at the moment. 
tired and flat and lonely. I know I'm feeling weary, the weariness of constant changes for the last two years. Perhaps in a few days' time you'll be feeling more positive, or maybe not. But regardless of how our attitudes change and shift, we will continue to be the beloved of God. This church exists not because of the friends around us, though they are important, not because the seats are filled or the music is perfect, not because everyone is in one place and the food is bountiful. This all exists because God loves us and has chosen us to be his church. Pre-COVID or post-COVID, this remains true. John goes on to add further comfort and he says that they are beloved because of the truth which lives in us and will be with us forever. These are such important words for a community living in uncertain times. For a community trying to rediscover their identity and, and purpose. John says the truth that lies at the very core of why this church exists is a solid rock that does not move with the waves of emotion or anxiety. It's not budged by pandemics or swayed by popular opinion. It's not deconstructed by social media posts, even though people might try. The truth that this community exists for and because of will be with us forever. John often personifies the word truth. So just as Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life, John sees everything that is truth wrapped up in the person of Jesus. And as people with the spirit of Christ, he who is truth genuinely lives in this community. Here in this place, truth lives and can be found. Not in this building, but in the people gathered together worshipping God. And so as, as we search for a foothold in this time of uncertainty, as everything seems to be moving and shifting around us and we're seeking something solid to stand on, the rock we are craving is right here in the midst of our truth-seeking community. While our world craves a return to normal, the reality is there's nothing permanent our culture and ways of life, they shift and change. Major events change the rhythms of life forever. The only permanent thing in life is to be found in the God who is forever. And so one of the gifts that we receive is that we are a people formed around the permanent and forever one. And that means that the church community should be and, and is, as shown through history, more robust and able to weather the storms of life as long as we cling to the one who is forever and true. Thirdly, 
John shows us that we are an imperfect community as well. Some people in the church John is writing to have continued to walk in the truth while others have been overcome by their circumstances, it would seem. There are times when we find it really hard to cling to the truth. There are times when we find ourselves swayed by other stories. We, we find ourselves a bit like Peter walking on the water, overcome by the raging waters that cause our eyes to shift off the rock and to the distractions around us. Instead of looking to what is true, we find ourselves caught up in those anxious what-if questions that, that there's no answer to. Those questions like, what, what if I get COVID? What if someone at the shops has it? What if life doesn't go the way I plan this year? What if I don't get to see my family again? What if life doesn't feel normal ever again? We will all feel these times in life. And then as a whole community, perhaps there are times when we become more anxious than secure, more frail than robust. And maybe this is such a time after two years of pandemic where each week has been filled with unknowns. Maybe Sundays feel pretty hard at the moment. Every time our eyes drift to the raging waters, God calls to the ears of our spirit, come back to the rock. Come back to what is forever and true. Find security in me. Rest your weary head upon me. Finally, John reminds the church that just as their identity is securely built on the permanence of a God who is forever and true, their purpose in the world continues to transcend the circumstances around them as well. Whether in times of peace or times of turmoil, they are called to be a people characterised by love. Listen again to John's words. And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another. While the world around us changes, even as our church community shifts in its rhythms and patterns, as we try to work out where we fit again, our purpose as God's people remains the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. We don't need to go out searching for some new purpose and meaning because the world's changed. Our purpose, as always, is to be a people of love. Love for God, love for one another and love for our world. Now, obviously, the outworking of love will be contextual. Sometimes love will look like wrapping our arms around each other. We've also learned during this pandemic that sometimes love looks like refraining from wrapping our arms around each other. 
Sometimes love will look like a timely word. Sometimes it will look like being present without saying a word. Sometimes it will look like mowing a lawn or cooking a meal. But love is always meant to be the characteristic that defines the heart of the church. The heart of this church. And I look around and I'm often amazed that some people seem to have this incredible capacity to cope with change. But I suspect that even for the most resilient people, when we spend too long trying to live in uncertain, shifting circumstances without a rock to cling to, we'll be stretched thin. And it's the same for communities as well. We've been stretched thin over the last two years. We've been disconnected from one another. We've had many worries calling for our attention. And Zoom Church, for all its good, is confined to a digital space where the sense of doing life together is somewhat diminished. In this time, we need a rock. We need truth. We need meaning and purpose, and not the kind of meaning and purpose that we just create for ourselves as a distraction from the trouble, but deep meaning and purpose that comes from the only place of permanence in life. So, we are the beloved of God. We are secure in the one who is truth. We, in our imperfections and weaknesses, are called to love one another. And regardless of what 2022 brings, all of that will continue to be true. But all of this means that the church is in a unique place to be able to offer tangible hope and meaning to our world as well. All around us, people are struggling with this feeling of uncertainty. Our, our world, our, our neighbours, Springwood and Winmalee are tired and weary. People are both hesitant and yet at the same time desperate as they search for places of truth and meaning in this new season of life. The government hasn't always been able to offer security. Schools and workplaces have hardly been places of consistency. Our home lives have been fractured and worn. But the church is built on our Lord Jesus, who is forever and true. There is security and peace to be found in him. We belong to something incredible and beautiful that transcends the rocky seas of circumstance. And I think many people in our world are searching for such a place right now. Perhaps we could commit to continually drawing one another back to the rock this year. When times are uncertain and we feel weary, to remind each other that we exist in and because of the eternal rock, our Lord Jesus. So I want to invite you 
I want you to, to invite you along with me to commit ourselves again to God this year. To commit ourselves again to this weary, frail, yet hopeful church family that is built on the true rock. And as we do so, might we also offer hope and peace to our friends and neighbours who are struggling at this time, searching for stability and meaning and belonging. Might we stand by the power of God's spirit as a community of sacrificial love, offering hope to our world. I want to finish with John's words from verse 3. And I think these words are a great encouragement to us for 2022. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son will be with us in truth and in love. Let's pray. Lord God, we are searching for stable ground to stand on. Our world is searching for stable ground and we don't know where to look. The places we have put our trust in don't seem to have the solutions in the face of something like this pandemic. Lord, we are tired and weary, but you have the words of eternal life. You are our rock. You are forever and true. And so, Lord, we thank you for the gift of being church, of being a gathered community built upon the foundation who is our Lord Jesus. Lord, may we continue to fix our eyes on you no matter how messy and raging the waters get around us. Amen.